1: trans POV is more than just the trans narrative. There are the usual questions about the trans person's earliest memories and their various stages of gender exploration. We have already discussed the differences between transsexual, transgender, and gender fluid, and that gender identity is different from gender expression, which again is different from sexual orientation. While I am usually open to answering other people's respectful questions, which no one would ever dare to ask of other transgender people, it is clear that simple definitions aren't enough anymore, and we need to be taught about lived realities and sometimes the voices we need to hear from aren't always trans. It's time for a bit of Trans 201. Welcome to Trans Point of View. Hi, this is uh, Trans POV. You listen to Mama Mish. I've got Bowie, Lizzie, and Taylor on the phone. Now, it's crowded house today. How's everyone going?
0: Very well. Really great.
1: <laughs> Come on, you can speak in there, Taylor. You know you're driving.
2: I <laughs> know no, I'm driving. I'm in sunny Bris, Vegas. It's wonderful up here, 38 degrees, having a
1: ball. See, we're, we're, we're covering the, the whole island down here. Now, no, no, Taylor, we were, we were talking a bit before about public and perceiving and stuff. Can you take us in a bit more depth on this?
2: Okay. Um, what I saw from a lot of people recently is perception of transgender people as far as how they see us first and too afraid to ask the question as anything basic they, they don't they don't want to come up and ask the question they just have this perception of us as some sort of objective sort of thing they go oh gee this is something i'm not used to but when they do approach us and ask us a question on a one-on-one basis they find out we're just the same as everybody else and i mean yeah i think that's one thing. yeah
1: no, that's one thing I actually found. It's funny you we're talking about this because I actually had something similar than this this morning. I went to, um, you know me, you guys know how crazy my mind works and I was up at four o'clock this morning and uh, we got a cafe near me that opens up at five and I actually ended up having a sit down with a guy who is, um, this guy's tattooed, He's he's got scruffy beard, he's he's looked very bogan and, and normally when we see guys like that as a trans person, you kind of go, yeah, stranger danger. And so I... I didn't really approach him or, or connect with him very much and I then went and um, um, finally we, he and I broke down and had a great conversation but he said to me that he was actually too afraid to actually approach trans people because he was too afraid of what kind of backlash would come to He goes, oh look, I, I'm typical Aussie, I, I take, like to take the piss, I don't really stress too much about, you know, it's, it's our way of connecting with each other. He goes, but for some reason I just find I can't do it with trans people. He goes, but yeah, you're, you're, you're totally different, Michelle. And it got me thinking as well, like, you know, how we are perceived and, and, and I even find myself, which I was quite disappointed, I'm judging him uh, in his, the cover of his book instead of actually taking the chance to flip through the pages.
2: Um, it's one of those things that I find as a, as a more recent transgender woman coming out and finding that. I have a lot of friends and I had a lot of family who have been extremely supportive. I think I'm one of the very, very lucky ones to have that. However, in the general public, and, I, and one of the recent examples was, I have a, I have a daughter, and um, yes, I've got to go and do the shopping just like everybody else does. I go down the aisle, and all I hear is this down the road: "Daddy, can we go and get this for? <laughs> get this for me too." Of course, what happens is everyone starts looking at you straight away. And do that look like a German Shepherd's
1: had a high-pitched voice at them, and they sort of do that head tilt. <laughs> yes, I I can <laughs> empathize. That's it's been my past four years as well. You know, like, it, it's great when when kid when people want to go and, and say, oh, girls, how's your mom? This and that. No, that's my dad. And people get confused. But we not doing things like toilets. Like, boy, you and I were talking about this earlier. We we're having some some lunch, and we were talking about toilets. And today I'm I'm presenting a bit more masculine than normal, um, and I was. At a moment where I went in the toilet, not realizing because I could use the women's toilet, and the lady checked the door as we're, as I'm approaching, and she was like, oh, am I in the wrong toilet? But you've had this problem.
0: Oh, yeah. I have that. I have it all the time. I've had people uh, even say stuff to me and approach me, like, do you know this is the ladies? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you tell that to everyone who comes in here, or yeah. am I just a special case? <laughs> but I've even had um, guys follow me into the toilet thinking it's the men's room as well, so... Um, oh, yeah, just it's like strangely presumptive that I guess from the, the back I present as male, mm. so they're just like mm, follow me, don't look at the door, just yeah. just walk on just, in, just follow on in. <laughs> what about you living
1: in the toilet with Bowie? And do, do you ever like do you ever sense a bit of that yourself as well from what's going on or?
3: Um, sometimes, yeah. It depends on the it depends on the environment, and it also depends on. If we both walk into male toilets, yeah, because yeah, sometimes I,
0: I'll I'll swap between I'll go to the men's if, oh. if I feel like it instead of the oh, ladies.
1: And you follow Bowie? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it depends.
3: Yeah, depends on how long the lineup is. Yeah, nah,
1: I, I don't blame you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never been questioned in the men's. I've had like glances, but never um, like the comments that women will make to me guys who was like give me a quick glance be like "Oh, all right but yeah. yeah it's the ladies that i like i mean i guess they must feel a bit more threatened i think seeing someone I presenting think
2: leads off to the question of um, of being clocked as such from from all sides of the transgender perspective um, being clocked as as we all know is, is basically a term where we where we say um other people have, have seen us for who we are from another from another perspective um in the toilet as such yeah that's one of those examples however that that clocking as such it, it's one of the things that i found is a lot easier now to cope with uh, as opposed to when i first came out as a transgender woman and finding it that was really difficult and thinking over and over and over again Oh, these people are going to see me they're going to do this to, uh, what are they going to say about me what are they going to do to me and it's become less and less sort of obtrusive in my brain to say yeah
1: that's fine I'm fine with this now there's no there's no problems. if they find me that way then so be it let them process it themselves do you think we everyone in 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 the conversation here do you think we all actually put too much weight on the whole passing and clocking thing that it, bec- it actually contributes to our
0: dysphoria that we have as in like a, a sensitivity like you're going to be more aware that people may be looking or commenting and stuff like that mm-hmm. I think I think myself I I know I've been aware of it for a long time um I came I came down here from Queensland where I received a lot more comments and like shouted comments out car windows comments in the shopping center when I would just be walking around and stuff like that so I think for myself I am almost expecting it from people because it's kind of been such a big part of my background so yeah I think maybe in my case I, I may sometimes see things that aren't necessarily, or someone's looking at me, but I'm like, oh, they're like eyeballing me. This is they're thinking something bad, but they may not be. They might just be like, oh, look at that person. Mm. But for for me to perceive it always from that kind of negative aspect, I yeah, think, yeah. Lizzie, you you
1: kind of float in people's headspaces. Do do you see this as well that we maybe put too much weight on just we're too affra- because we're too afraid of how people respond, or or what. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I think um, there is a sensitivity towards it, especially if you're looking out for it. Mm. If you're not looking out for it, then you won't see it. It's kind of like um, what you focus on, that's what you will see. So if you're looking for something, that's what you will see. It. You know, mm. you'll, you're more likely to see it.
1: So we create, mom- we basically in some ways almost create, make the dysphoria worse by by looking out for it or, f- or trying to find it
3: by focusing on it. Yet, if someone walks and does and chooses not to focus on something, then they won't they won't see it, or at least it won't affect them, won't bother them. It's kind of like um, focusing on the positive things in life. You can look back on your day and go, "All these amazing things happened," and you can also look back on your day and go, "Oh my God, all these terrible things happened, and that is the quality of your life that's what your life is going to be like. Hmm and i believe that's the same you know when you're just walking around like you you, you have a focus and you can only focus on one thing at a time mm. and if that is focusing on you know someone who's looking at me and you can think anything you have the choice to ch- you can choose to think whatever you like about that person looking at you it could be oh that person likes what i'm wearing or that person doesn't like what i'm wearing or mm-hmm. that person thinks they're in the wrong toilet or they think i'm in the wrong toilet like you can have a million different different things to think and that is completely up to you and so i think what's important is to be able to yeah decide what you want to think
1: hmm. yeah because i'm saying a lot of us didn't really think about too much of it before now like as soon as we we came out and sort of said okay look i am i am transgender i'm being honest i'm gonna not be honest but i'm gonna out I'm become out I'm going to actually declare it. I'm transgender all of a sudden we have that awareness like before you sort of said that for a while there you really didn't think much of it did you mm. no but even yourself Taylor you when you were presenting as male before yeah you had your your sort of sad moments and stuff but it wasn't a sort of dysphoria that you had before was it yeah the,
2: the dysphoria I, I sort of came through changing over from from male and also to Coming out to my friends as well and they, their expectation of me, once I told them I was transgender, they expected me to be Priscilla Queen of the Desert, out and drag, the whole kit and caboodle and
1: Well you are that. I, you you are I, that now anyway, aren't you? <laughs> no <laughs>
2: Fabulous, darling. No, it is just, a, <laughs> it is just um, I I am me, I am who I am and, and it's and I have my own style. Yeah, there's a bit of an adjustment and a bit of a change over here and there, but the style is age-appropriate. the Style is um, who I f- f- perceive myself as, and I think that's with anyone, with any, even with any subculture, no matter whether it's transgender or not. Any subculture, whether you're uh, a gothic person, whether you're, um, whether you like K-pop, it doesn't really matter. But as me, as a transgender person at my age, I'll say I'm 48. Yes, I admit to that. I'm sorry, um, but it's going to say that. <laughs> I'll be more age appropriate to it how I look about myself, but um, yeah. Uh, coming out is—it's uh, oh look, I can go on and on about it. But,
1: but with you, but end, but what's made you shift from being overly dysphoric to being more comfortable in your skin and not stressing about it as much?
2: I think just being myself to in front of everybody and saying yes, I'm transgender. This is what you're going to see, and this is what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, but what are you suffering, boy? Like what what? I mean you when we first started talking you had moments where you were a bit more dysphoric on some things, but what has made you more comfortable within yourself as you've gone? Is it more declaration of the things or what do you think, boy?
0: I think even like when I get like misgendered and stuff like that, I have I have a self confidence about myself. Like I know I know myself, but I think actually trusting that what i'm doing is right for me regardless of what other people are thinking has been Mm -hmm. something that i've tried to focus on Um, and not not get upset that people can think whatever they want you know i can't i can't control that but trying to kind of make my mindset of okay maybe they're not thinking something negative maybe maybe they're thinking something good but at the end of the day does it matter like is it my business to know what they're actually thinking about me or well, it's not like in the same way that I could look at someone else and like like you were saying earlier like judging those people based on their appearance like there's people that I'll look at and I'll have this idea in my head of like oh like they look like this they must be like that and then go well how is that any different like it's not just because it's not based around their gender doesn't make that kind of perception of them any any less kind of critical and any less personal than what they would be mm. thinking about me. So trying to, I guess, be understanding that every, everyone's in that kind of same situation, regardless of whether they are trans or whether they're gender diverse or whether they're cis or anything like that.
1: I think one thing that really clicked for me was that it was an understanding that those around me actually are just as... Um, uh, much of a head case, or everyone's just as afraid mm. of people finding out, like the dark things about them. More people are too, you know, they're too worried about what everyone's thinking about them. More, I kind of f- found a way to kind of flip that around and use it sort of like my superpower towards people, and go, "Wow, I actually know that you're just as insecure as me or anybody else. And if I can find a way to lower my insecurity, I actually have an edge over you mm. because." I'm, what do you think of this, Lizzie?
3: Yeah, everyone has fears. They're universal fears, fears of not being good enough, fears of not being loved. And those play out in their lives if they don't, you know, take steps to overcome them. And they can outwardly express them by, you know, being judgmental.
1: So, so seeing all of us here, you've got, um, you know, myself being a trans woman who's been around for a few years now. Taylor's a just out trans person. You got Lizzy, who's a, a non-binary they/them. Oh, sorry, Bowie. Bowie is is non-binary they/them. And based on your interaction between your partner and those you've started seeing around you, what are some of the things you think we can do to actually start changing our mindset to get to, to, to say maybe eliminate the dysphoria that people have?
3: Okay, so. Um, one thing that I truly believe is that change comes from the inside. So if you want other people around you to s- treat you differently, to respect you or, or say things to you or speak to you in a certain way, then that has to come from within you. You can't change someone else by telling them to change. You can't tell them what to think like what Bowie was saying before. They can think whatever they want to think but you have to actually teach them how to treat you by how you treat yourself. And all change comes from the inside. So when we start to love ourselves and respect ourselves, and that is by treating ourselves well, um, talking to ourselves nicely, you know that little voice in your Mm -hmm. head that keeps saying things like, I don't know, whatever you're saying to yourself, it can be positive or negative or anything like that. Like we all have one.
1: Oh, you don't wanna hear what mine's saying right now.
3: (laughs) You're but I like, you know, you want a cookie. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like speak to yourself in, in ways that you want to be s- spoken to and respect yourself. And, and when you start doing those things, like looking after your body, looking after your health, looking after your mental health. And when I say looking after your mental health, like having excellent mental health is personal development. It is actively going out and being a better person and making sure that you have a strong mind so that anything, any challenge, anything that comes your way, you are able to overcome. No matter how people speak to you, you won't be affected by that. And you will be able to see them with love and compassion and understand that they are just their human beings doing the best that they can, knowing what they know. And, and, and when you know that kind of stuff, and you have that strong mind, then that's when we become free. And see, this that's is... An
2: important. Um, Sorry. No, go ahead. That was an, that, yeah, that's an important subject, actually, as far as um, transitioning with everybody is concerned, is the fact of the mental health side of it. For me personally, I think having some level of resilience there as well, preparing for the negativity that's going to be drawn towards you. I'm not saying negative I shouldn't say negativity drawn towards you, but the uh, you're going to be prepared for some pretty out there questions as such, and also how people perceive you in a negative way. You've got to be have that resilience there with yourself. So, as part of my transition, what I did, I didn't really sort of come out for another 12 months before I sort of said, right, this is it, this is me, I'm going to do this. Prior to that, I spoke to professionals, I spoke to psychologists, I spoke to psychiatrists to sort of get that sort of resilience occurring. So, yeah, and that's and that is one key issue that needs to be looked at as well. So, whenever you, whenever anyone asks, for, uh, when anyone offers help. You, you take it. You really do take
1: it. I think one of the things I, I made sure I did was, because I saw so many people in the early days, they they, they did, like you said, they they were seeking out um, the negativity. They were seeking out uh, people saying things um, and, and ready to correct them all the time. Like, no, no, I am a they, them. How dare you even refer to me as, but you only changed it yesterday. Give me a break. And, and, and it became very aggressive. And I said, what was important for me was is to make sure that I wasn't actually doing that and i was trying that change which is it's great to hear other people having similar thoughts and feelings on this um did you find the same thing when you were doing when you changed to to a a pronoun that most people uh struggle with bowie i know it's it's a pronoun we normally use in everyday language anyway but i find that when people actually um are conscious of it they freak out
0: yeah, I've had I've had um mixed experiences. I've had some people, you know, express that, you know, my pronouns are they them and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, okay, cool." And they'll they'll try and work with it. They may slip, but for the most part, like they make an effort. And then I've had other people who don't they don't want to. They don't understand it. They and them, they, you know, that's a plural. Or that's that's a plural. <laughs> like, you know, they and them is not a singular. I can't use it like that. It's like, "Well, you know, it's it's um challenging yeah um but like i can't i can't force someone to to understand um and i've had like i've had weird questions as well of um like Lizay has spoken about me with friends of hers that they haven't met me and referring to me as they them and my name being bowie being kind of a bit more kind of a gender neutral name have actually asked Lizay well, well well you know what's in their pants because they want to try and they want um, to try um, and, you know, get that idea. They still want to gender me, even though it's like, that's, that's not what this is about. Yeah. So I've had this, this really kind of wide contrast of responses. See, Lizzie,
1: like, that's where you can go back and say, well, if you're worried about it, I'll just let you know now. Theirs is bigger than yours. So. <laughs>
3: that's probably what they're afraid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting experience. Um Kind of not not wanting to fit within that gender binary in, in any particular way.
1: Well, I guess we're, we're, we can come to an end here. But I think I think with the the idea is that is that when we're coming out in, the, in transition, it's clearly in some ways we're looking for the things to make us that makes us dysphoric, and it's finding ways to mentally challenge ourselves and, and mm-hmm. find yeah. mentally um, constructive things to do with our time and 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 growing ourselves and um we're also being patient to educate those around us and like friends and family and stuff so i'd say that's pretty much where we're at with that one
2: yeah that's it that's educating i think the other thing is education with the family it takes time and i think there's a timing thing depending on what your situation is um yeah i've as a newly coming out sort of transgender person, putting it out to my family was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my whole life. Um, to your friends, yep, that's fine. To sort of your, your, your friends that you've been, to, not your acquaintances, yeah, that's okay. But to your family who know, you know the reactions what they're going to come. Well, you actually don't know the reaction what is going to come out of it, but I'm finding it now more so. Well, you didn't. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I had no expectations. And I, I was. you can see, before I was, um, Michelle, you saw me, how anxious I was to see my parents and all the rest of it and, and tell them what was going on. Um, but once I did, the biggest weight off my shoulder ever as they accepted me for who I was. But there are going to be those parents who won't accept it and they won't, um, or they find it difficult to understand what's going on. But I believe people will take time to process that and you've got to give them time to process that information because it's such a huge change whether whether the whether someone is transitioning is 20 years old, 10 years old or 40 years old, it doesn't matter. It's there's a time to process and change on on that. Exactly. For younger kids, yeah, it's a different story. And I yeah. underst-
1: I understand being a 20 year old myself, so you know. Uh <laughs> ah, <yes! laughs> so well thank you everyone uh so much for for uh, coming in and, and having a chat about this uh this topic it's a uh, it's a very it's definitely something we'll be revisiting i'm sure mm, more often definitely um and again thank you so much for coming into our space lizzie and uh and uh being a, a great ally
3: thank you michelle
1: all right thank you for listening to trans pov we'll talk to you soon and that is the end of today's show if you did enjoy today's content Go to your favorite app, whether it's Spotify, Google Play, the Apple Podcast app, hit subscribe. There, you can download future episodes and previous episodes if you missed anything we've shared in the past. Also, you can share content with other people who might think some of the content's relevant. If you want to reach out to us during the week, you can get us on Facebook.com forward slash transpavonjoy. You can also get us on Twitter on transpav, as well as Instagram, transpov. That's transpov. If you do want to listen in and follow up on more things regarding this show or any other show here at Joy, you can go to joy.org.au.
0: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organization, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au.